here's the deal. Your number one wealth building tool is your income. All of the millionaires that we interview, unless they inherited the money, which is very, very few of them, less than 10% of them inherited the money, did it by saving and investing their income. They did not give their income to Sally Mae. They did not give their income to Best Buy. They don't get screwed around and give their income to Lexus and Toyota and Ford and General Motors and American Distress and MasterCard. Who named that anyway? It's a mathematical thing. When you give your income to someone else, you don't have it anymore. Is this hard? This is hard, isn't it? And when you give your income away, you have given up your economic future. All for crap. For a stinking flat screen. For sci- and listen, let me just tell you, here's the deal. You know, of the number of people that start college, how many graduate? 52%. That's an investment in my future. Said the other 48% that are sitting at home with no freaking degree, but by God, they got the student loan debt. And you know how you get rid of Sally Mae? You either pay her off in full or you die. That's the only way that woman goes away. It's not bankruptable. It is not an investment in yourself to borrow, even if it is an investment. We don't borrow money for investments. We don't borrow money for investments. I don't teach people to borrow money. The borrower is slave to the lender. That's what this math says. When you give up your income, when you give your income away, you have nothing. All the money comes in. All the money goes out. But by God, we're sitting around counting our Discover points. Oh, we got airline miles. Oh, Sally Mae's been with us for 15 freaking years in our spare bedroom. All because we called it an investment. I don't understand why it's bad. It's bad because it's stupid and you're normal. 70% of the Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That's stupid because you're living in one of the wealthiest countries the world has ever known. And there you sit like a rat in a wheel. Run, 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 run. Why? Because student loans are an investment and I'm going to Best Buy. This is just stupid. It's stupid on steroids. Really, seriously, you've got to stop and think. The level of people's ability to do critical thought is almost zero. Good Lord. I get airline miles. Said no millionaire ever. Really. Millionaires do. I met met with thousands and thousands of millionaires. I've never met one that said, you know, Dave, I made my money with my airline miles. All those Discover points broke me through financially. Hey, let's do the math, okay? You know how you get $1,000 back from Discover? You spend $100,000. How does spending $100,000 to get $1,000 back ever make you rich? Where did you take your math class? Really? This is absolutely ludicrous. But everybody's counting their dadgum points, and everybody's trying to figure out some way I'm I'm, I'm beating up on Chase. Chase is kicking your butt. Their building's bigger than yours, and their furniture's nicer than yours. You ought to have a clue by now. And and I got a car payment bigger than your house payment, some of you. Average car payment in America now is $499. That's suspiciously like $500. If you take $500 a month and invest it from age 30 to age 70, you'll have, would you believe it? You're going to have over $5 million. And you scratch your head and wonder why you're freaking broke. God, you know, no wonder your kids students have, no wonder your students have student loans because you're driving a dadgum million dollar car, two million, three million dollar car. That's what it's costing you with your stupid car payment to impress somebody to stoplight that you will never meet and the thing's going down in value like a rock. We have to stop and think, America. You have to think instead of sitting around eating Skittles and watching Oprah reruns. This is stupid. We're fat and we're broke because we have no ability to do critical thought and we don't stop and look at what we're putting into our lives. This is nuts. It's nuts. It's completely out of control. I mean, the number of people I've talked to just today with twenty-five dollars and $30,000 owed on their stupid car. It's a car. Good God. It's a car. What does it do? It takes you from here to there. Now, I don't mind you having a $25,000 car. All of my cars cost more than $25,000, but I freaking paid for them, and they're a very small percentage of my life, a very small percentage of my income. Think, think, think. Seriously. So, credit cards, stupid. Stupid. Student loans, stupid. Car payments, stupid on steroids. Borrowing money on your house to put granite countertops in. Somebody ought to smack you. That's stupid. It's stupid. You have to stop and think again. It's because you're killing yourself. You make enough money to retire a millionaire or a multimillionaire. You make enough money that your kids ought to have a college fund fully funded and they can go to school without being part of the freaking student loan crisis. But by God, you had to have a bass boat so you're $32,000 in debt because those fish were outrunning you. God, think, think, think. Quit being grown-up children walking around in grown-up bodies. Adults devise, I mean, children walking around in grown-up bodies. Adults devise a plan and follow 
follow it. Children do what feels good. This ridiculous, impulsive nature of we think we're going to borrow our way into wealth, is it's, it's out of control, guys. We've got to stop this. It's killing you. It's killing you. While I'm sitting over here piling up money like it's dadgum nothing, and, and some of you are sitting there broke. Why? And then going, oh, I'm going to borrow money at Best Buy. Oh, jeez, I'm going to kill you. Seriously. I'm, I'm going to go borrow and get a student loan and invest in myself. Yeah, you're going to spend $140,000 and go in debt and get a degree in freaking left-handed puppetry. That's just dadgum stupid. It's just stupid. You have to think, people. You have to think. Quit giving your most powerful wealth-building tool away. It's your income. You're making everybody else rich. Think. Hey Whoa. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I think someone just blew a gasket. He is... Fuck, he's the goat. No way. Someone sent that to me, and I apologize if you're listening to this, because uh, I wouldn't have found that if it wasn't for you. And I said, uh, they said, oh, this would be this could be good for your podcast. And I said, I'll watch it right now, and I did. And I thought, wow, he has just absolutely gone off here. He's the goat, man. Dave, Dave Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. He is the goat. He is the... The granddaddy of responsible finance. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think at the moment he's worth about 600 million US dollars. Jeepers. And he did it all via being sensible, basically. The reason that I think this video is so important and stood out for me so much is because I listened to it and thought, fuck, something's really wound him up. And there's like shades of me in him in that rant at yeah, times. Yeah, it's quite similar to you. But yeah. they're actually more wound up than you. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is where it gets really cool. Yeah. This video is seven years old. Mm. That's him absolutely losing his shit seven years ago. About credit cards and credit card points. And yeah. It, you, shit, that's so funny. Yeah. So imagine, you know, like it just shows you that now we've had an iteration of buy now, pay later. Mm. which is just credit cards on steroids, Yeah, basically. Yeah. And we've got all these people that just think, oh, but it's amazing. Oh, it's so great and blah, blah, blah. And now we're coming to the end of the buy now, pay later run, I think. Mm. But we don't learn. Do you know what I just thought about the other day about buy now, pay later? I think I think it's four or six payments, right? Of free. Something yeah. like that. And it's free. But that's the same as a credit card. It's four weeks and then the interest doesn't kick in until like the end of the next month or something or five weeks. Yeah, it's good. They're point. like identical. Mm. They're just on a phone instead of on a card and pay waving it. And they're with nice pastel colours, Mikey. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a Shazzy's app almost. Well <laughs> <laughs> careful. Um so yeah, I, I think this is there's some like there's a very key lesson in there of basically your biggest wealth building tool is your ability to earn and your income. But we are so quick to just disrespect it now and, and give it away. And we've talked about this a thousand times across different podcasts. Yeah, or not even consider it to be a part of it. We just go straight to like investing before thinking about growing the income. Yeah. I reckon that's New Zealand's biggest failure and it's actually been happening for a long time. Um, we, we, we are conditioned to believe or to chase down the never-ending gains of the property market and share market. And we put so much time and effort into it and thought into granite bench tops, like what's-his-name says, Mm. um, that we don't put any time and effort into thinking, oh, I own 100 grand, I wonder how I can make that 200 next year. Yeah. Because you know how dramatically life-changing that is? Even I, I earn 50 grand, how could I make 60 yeah, how, how could I make five grand outside of my income? You know, take Crazy, 10%. Man. It just... I think in New Zealand, we often say 
and you will hear this leading into the election, so keep an eye out for this. We're a low-wage economy. We're a low-wage economy, and we want to try and increase wages. Now, guess who has to fix that? Basically, it's always the government saying that employers need to do that. Now, Is it not the Green Party. What's that? Is it not the Green Party? <laughs> what, that are going to fix it? Yeah. <laughs> I suggest... This is, this is a great way to trick us to think like, oh, yeah, fuck, man, I'm not getting paid well enough. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah, you're right. If I move to Australia, I'll get paid more. Mm. And I saw this recently. I got a big email. Um, you know, fuck this country, and we're bringing in low-wage income uh, from low-wage people from um, Asian countries and all these things. Just, fuck, you know, we've been on this path for so long, and this is a low-wage economy, and it's bullshit. It's decimated my industry. And, and I and I do this, and as soon as I read I do this, I thought you work in a global economy, mm. but this person can't see the world like that. Yeah. So they're like, this country sucks, and I'm like, hang on, you've got a skill that's in demand in the fucking world, but yeah. but we again like that's why I did this keep the change the other day about here's all the CEOs, the top ten CEOs, what they get paid. Here's all the punishers complaining about how that's bullshit. Well, here you go. Here's the top 10 earners on YouTube. Oh, mm. eat your heart out. Times it by 1.6 because of their American dollars as well. <laughs> yeah. But we don't teach people to figure out how can we make money? Like how can we make money from other areas and it doesn't just need to be in our job or even from New Zealand? Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah, I say this to people like be a little bit more aware and alert. So like watch what's going on and look for gaps and plug them. Yeah. Like, it's all I do every day. It works. Like, if you can do that, you'll find things. And if you can find a problem to be solved and solve it, you'll get paid. And I just think that, yeah, we just put, imagine the time and effort that goes into thinking about the house renovation or buying the house or, you know, buying the Tesla shares and, and like, the, the booming market and, buying the dip on everything, if you put all of that time and effort and thought process into how to make your income grow by 10 or 20%, the whole country would be a better place. Yeah, definitely. It would be completely different. Um, it just reminds me of this message that I sent you before uh, I went away. And it was, I see this page, keep the change or something like that. And I'm trying to like it, but I just can't. <laughs> this is right. Yeah. <laughs> It seems a lot of the advice out there for people who are poor or in financial hardship is still to get out there and work, in quotes. That just doesn't cut the mustard for me. Of course, people need to work hard, and they do. I just want to know if people ever find this advice actually helpful, question mark, question mark, question mark, because the most depressed I've ever been is now, while I'm struggling with my mortgage and every single other bill while raising a child with my partner on one income, who hears the just go out there and work speech and or that just stopped buying coffees and goes, oh, well, this is just what I needed to hear. Just put an extra $50 away each week and then you'll pay off your mortgage Is it an X amount of years kind of chatter. People are deciding which bills to cover paycheck to paycheck. I don't know that many people can save $50. Am I a broken record repeating what others are saying? My partner is studying online with an overseas uni to get an MBA because fucked if we could find the time and money for a New Zealand uni. His student loan is already huge. Now, just before I potentially go into full hyper blast mode, I genuinely hope that this person isn't in some form of depression, genuinely. So like if they are, that would be my focus. I need to protect that and if I were them and go and try and find that like, out Because yeah, yeah. they're obviously in a bad way. But if we just focus on the kind of um, 
you know, I see this page, keep the change or something like that. I mean, A, I'm offended because you don't even know what it's actually called. You didn't capitalize it. And you probably haven't listened to the 350 podcasts. Here we designed go, to, people. Designed to help you fucking learn and improve your life. But anyway, it seems a lot of advice out there for people who are poor or in financial hardship are still to get out there and work. Like, they clearly don't listen to the podcast. That's not even what we say, right? No. Like, you literally just said. If you can find a way to solve a problem and add value, you will get paid. Yeah. Like, don't get mad at us for showing you how the fucking world actually works. <laughs> okay? Yes, it takes work to go out there and find a problem and to solve it, and then you will get paid to do that. But we're not just saying, like, just go and work harder and everything will be sweet for you. This is where I think, you know, then this person will surround themselves with more people that want to think like this and be mm. like yeah part of me wonders like why why do people why are they so privileged and so fucking entitled in 2023 that they think that they should just be able to have a child have a house have a mortgage have one income go to work nine to five take no risk where does that privilege and entitlement come from that it should just be that easy that it should be that easy that they should just be able to have all of those things and pay off their mortgage quickly. Fuck, mate, you're turning me off, their bills. be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, I'm bringing some energy there. But yeah. honestly, like, we've gone so far the other it's way. so bad, eh, man? Yeah. It's a bit sad. Like, I'd how- just say to this person, would you like to feel a sense of achievement and pride? And they would probably say, yes, please. Because that will help with, like, depression and stuff. Mm. And I'd be like... Do you know how you get a sense of achievement and pride? By doing something that's hard. Because if it's easy, you don't get that. That's not the, the the price you pay for achievement, the sense of achievement and pride is hardship. If it's easy, you'll never get that. It doesn't come. If it's yeah. easy, you don't feel anything. So yeah. try it sometime. This as well reminds me what you often say is, hey, you know, maybe you are on one income with a child at the moment. You're in a season. Mm. Like, why are you consuming content about trying to maximise your income and stuff? You're probably not in that season yet. Nah. But yet you can do things to try and make things better. But But going back to what you just said, though, in your little rant, like, it is weird to... There's multiple, multiple choices and steps to get into the situation of having a house with a mortgage, deciding to cut one of your jobs and have children, and then be like, oh, it's got hard. And, and they're telling me that I should just save or pay $50 extra a week off. <laughs> well, you made plenty of choices to get into that position. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, man, but, yeah. but yeah, I don't know how, that is privilege. That is real privilege. Oh, baby. Not we're, what, we're on a fine line there, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. that is the it's, proper explanation of it. Like, It's funny, though, because, because if we could pay $50 extra a week off of a mortgage, people are like, no, you're privileged. That's a privilege that you get to do that. Mm. But I think we've gone so far in society with like, we should be able to have everything we want and it should be easy and interest rates should just stay at what I expect them to be at and I should be able to pay my mortgage and I should be able to pay my bills and I should be able to just have whatever I want. And and then when the fucking world changes, like how do we not teach people that the world can change, the economy changes, mm. things change? Um, they're, they're like, whoa, this is broken, you know, I'm now feeling depressed or anxious or whatnot. It's like, holy shit, have you not been paying attention? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm really trying not to like rip this person out, but it's like a wake-up call for all of us yeah. as to you can't get comfortable in the position 
that you're in. And if you don't like what's happening around you, you've got to figure out, okay, like, what can I do? Because the sad thing for this person and people that think like this is like, no one is coming to change it. Like, Adrian Orr's going to read this and be like, oh, fuck, I hadn't thought about that. You know what I'll do? I'll unwind the interest rate increases. I might actually... <laughs> What's their Instagram? I might actually just wire them some cash as well. And I might pay off their uh, overseas uni MBA as well um, and put some retirement funds aside. Like, that ain't happening. But, Luke, you sat next to Adrian Orr on on the plane, and he did say he's interested in why interest rates are the same for everyone. Mm. Didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. Imagine that. Imagine, oh, no, this person's having hardship will lower their rate. Yeah. Luke, you're doing well. We're going to jack yours up. I thought it about it the wrong way. I you thought, <laughs> Luke, you're contributing a lot and you're doing well. We're going to decrease your interest rates. So you can pay your mortgage faster. You're like, fuck, you are an idiot. Yeah, you did think that. <laughs> I genuinely thought that it would be like, you're too risky. We're going to give you a higher interest rate because this is what it sort of what sort of happens in business is we look at a a, a risk and we think, okay we'll charge a higher interest rate to be rewarded for the risk that mm. we're going to you know, incur by lending this money. And I thought that's probably what's going to happen. You know, Someone's going to come along, they're going to be a bit unstable, they're going to get assessed and they're going to get given a higher rate to try and discourage them to get the <laughs> borrowing. That's going to encourage them to try and tidy up the shit that they've got going on to get a lower rate. Um, and, and people... <laughs> No, that, People that, that are doing great out there yeah, in society are going to be like, well done, mate, you can have a lower rate. <laughs> yeah, nah. That is, uh, if, if they thought that way, then they wouldn't have turned the printer on in 2020. Yeah. And they would have let a few things break down. So this is why it's so important to, A, as Dave said before, protect your income, but just do some learning about increasing your income. Because otherwise, like eventually, you end up where this person is in your life, where mm. if you if you see people saying, "Hey, you need to think about increasing your income," mm. you're like, "Fuck them!" You know that's too easy. Or oh, like, how is that actually good advice? It's funny, eh? Because I've got a friend who's got seventeen rental properties. Jeepers! Yeah, and not much debt, very little. Wow! And when you talk to him about it, he'll he will go, "No one can ever do it, mate. It's too boring." The 17. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, like, what advice would you give? He's like, doesn't matter. It's too boring. People won't do it. All you have to do is just put aside your income, keep paying them down, keep paying them down. When you can, you get another one, keep paying it down, put everything back in, and one day you can stop, but people just don't do it. Yeah. It's like time, discipline, boring as fuck. No different to like Warren Buffett. dollar cost averaging into yep. the S&P for like 30 years. Mm. And we love to overcomplicate shit, right? Yeah, and I think we naturally go down that road. Um, but it's funny hearing from someone who is in that situation, being like, "He's seen it all before. No one ever do it." Yeah, yeah. And I imagine how many people would have asked him. Oh my god, how have you done it? He answered yeah. me like with the snap of a finger. Like he, he, he's like, "Oh, not again." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably would have just play something on his phone. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this. Yeah. Um, and it's it's you know all he's done is protect his income, uh, value it. And then just, like, he's like, I could have drawn you this plan on a paper and said, all you've got to do this for 20 years, and then you would have got it. Mm. But I actually did it, and no one else did. You know, like, it's pretty interesting. We don't do the doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I can give you this plan, I can give this to every single New Zealander, and one person might do it. Yeah. You know? And it's, you know, fuck, it's true. Yeah. 
Um, but that's fine. It's what makes up markets and things. I think, you know, for th- this person's message, for instance, um, they, like, they've missed the memo. Like, they could have listened to the You've Been Lied To podcast and it all would have made sense. But they probably, they, they're not going to get the lesson until they're in the situation. Mm. Because there's been how many warnings of interest rates going up, right? And now they're at a point where they are struggling to be able to meet in, everything. In, in the, the press, press presentation, Adrian Orr held in November 2021, he looked down the barrel of the camera and said, you want to be really careful if you've leveraged yourself in property because it won't be liquid and able to sell when you want it to be. Yeah, He gave the warning shot. Mm. Nobody listened. But I think we get caught into a point of, okay, well, I, I deserve all of this and it should be the way that I want it to be. Unfortunately, you know, yeah, I could make a video and I could make podcasts saying, hey, think about increasing your income. I've even tried to do whiteboard videos of like how, here's what to say on social media, provide different examples and actually mm. pour fucking hours of my life into giving people actionable ways to do that. But unless you take the action, it's not going to matter. But perhaps you're still at the point where your interest rate hasn't rolled over yet. This is the this is what you want to avoid. Mm-hmm. You you don't want to be the oh my god, I now don't have any money left over at the end of each fortnight or each week, and I can't do these things, or uh, we don't have any money left, and, and inflation and um, tax rates haven't changed, and all these different things that we we've all been learning about, you know, and and to a point where you're like, I've never felt more depressed than this. Mm. Like this is what you want to avoid, you know, and you want to go okay, maybe I've been sitting here and not actually taking any action yet, but you've got to put some forms of plan in place. And what Dave's saying in his video is, don't fucking give it to all the people that are marking to you saying, give us your cash, give us your income, give us your after-tax income. Yeah, man, I remember being loud at the start of 2022, being like, Oh, maybe it was a little bit after, maybe like March or something, being like, guys, you have to... I'm getting a lot of emails about people panicking about interest rate rises. You need to start planning for 7% now. Doesn't matter when your rate's up, plan for 7% and just get it ingrained in you. Yeah. You know, because hopefully it doesn't come, but it's better if it if you're prepared when it does, if it does turn up. And there'll be a lot of people that, paying fives and sixes, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, lots of people have already moved on to in the sixes now. Yeah. Yeah. There's only about, I think the average mortgage across New Zealand is about 4.7, That's including all the stuff that's on the sixes. So yeah. there's about 25% to go that need to roll onto a six. And I think for a lot of people, they'll, they'll purely rely on their employer to be their income increaser. But that's stage one. Mm. You want to go, you know what, like, now that I know that that's stage one, I need a layer in a stage two, three, four, and a five. And what are those levels? And you know, there's something ridiculous, like over a third of working people in New Zealand now have some other form of income, like a side hustle. This one for this person, though, is easy. Send your husband back to work. Just get him the fuck out of uni. Go get a job. Yeah. Guess what will make your life easier? Another income. More income. Yeah. Like you can literally double your income by just doing one thing and then all of her problems will go away. So she's just whinging for the sake of fucking whinging, isn't she? Oh, jeez, we can't edit <laughs> this either. No, no. I mean, I mean, th- this. Um, yeah, we've had some fun with this, but like, it's it's 
frustrating. She's when probably you really nice, and I don't yeah, mean, yeah. I don't mean to be mean. I'm just winding up. But no, like, yeah, I've probably come across like two. <laughs> but when you've when you've done, there's there's forty hours of Keep the Change podcast. Is there? Yeah. Holy shit! No, it might even be 160. I don't even know. There's so much content. It's literally, and remember, this is like 2020. Oh, it must be like, yeah, it must be like 150, 200 if it's half an hour to an hour for each episode and there's 340 of them. Yeah, I think there might be four weeks of 40 hours. It would take you a month to get through, a working month to get through every piece of content. And that's listening. But it's not like we've just popped up and been like, do you know know what you should do about your uh, mortgage (laughs) going up? Just pay off an extra bit each week. <laughs> yeah. Solved it for you. You know, like I made that piss take video. Yeah. The, the number one hack to pay down your mortgage or to obliterate your mortgage is just like pay it off faster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it would be that this person probably hasn't actually, well, you can tell because they ha- they're saying like, oh, I'll keep the change or something. Like if they were mm. taking it more seriously and actually studying some of the material. Yeah. They I, would, they I would do think if you are into that sort of scenario like this person um, and there's, and you're concerned and things like that. It, like it's time to take action. You got it. It is man. not time to fuck around. Yeah. Like things aren't probably going to get better anytime soon. Like yeah. there's not going to be more money available in the system. There's not going to be lower interest rates. Like it's stacked against you now, so it's probably better to actually sit down, make a plan, try and get some changes in place if you can, and just put your head down for a bit, eh? Yeah. Because it's. You know, it's rough waters now, and it probably might be choppy for a while. A year ago, Westpac Bank was saying that they expect the OCR to cap out around 3.5%. Yeah. A year on, they're now saying we expect it to cap out around 6%. After the last meeting when all of the banks said it was going to be 5.5. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and remember, remember, hang on, this is fucking hilarious. The last meeting, all of the banks said the top of the OCR and, you know, economists that are not the banks as well, is going to be around 5.5. It's the last one after that. Yeah. There's no more. Then the inflation data came out, which was lower than they forecast, and now they're saying it's going oh, higher. Good point. What the fuck's going on there, Luke? Another spanner in the works. <laughs> we'll have to unpack that on another podcast. Yeah. They then say as well, not forecasting any decreases until probably late 2024. Oh, for longer, baby. So it ain't a... Oh, we're just going to get to the peak and then we'll just drop it all, all back down real quickly. Like, that's not what's being forecasted at the moment. Not to say that it won't happen if something, you know, does happen. But if you're at the stage where you're still not making a plan, hmm, you know, and you've been listening to this for a while, come on. Even I get emails, I'm this age and I'm worried that my retirement could look like this. And you said get in touch with these guys. Like, that was crap advice. I'm like... I'm not your fucking guru. I'm not your counselor. Like I'm not your help. I, I I say, what did you do since that last time you messaged me? Nothing. No reply. That's that is the reply. Eh? Yeah. Nothing. No reply. Yeah. yeah seen. Left. Left. <laughs> seen. So it's not just people who are facing mortgages. Like people are waking up to the fact that shit. You know, this mm. is quite hard out here. And again, I think I go back to. The, my rant where I was probably, you know, too full ball, but I'm like, how did we get to this point where we were so privileged and entitled to think that it should just be real fucking easy? Yeah, it's weird, eh? Yeah, I think because we had it so good for quite some time. And also, when we went into COVID, we made it really easy for a lot of people. Oh, like, man. it should have been way harder. We had an easy run for like 30 years, and then we were like, let's fucking make this 400% easier. Yeah. And then, yeah, we had 18 months of, I enjoyed it, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you want some free money? Yeah, let's yeah. fucking print it. I'm, I'm, I'm turn the printer back on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Settle bloody down. <laughs> but right, let's go back through some key points. Okay, so Dave Ramsey is telling us, or well, telling Americans six years ago, you're stupid, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> Protect your income. And then we've gone on to a rant of increase your income, mm-hmm. especially, and then we're showing you an example of why that's important because where you can end up if you don't think about those things. Uh, the airpoint miles, I mean, I love that bit in there. I go on about that yeah, all the time. this is one of your just little pets, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, we don't even need to go down you that path. You spent 100 grand for 1,000 airpoints, you idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 70% of people live paycheck to paycheck. It's probably higher now in America, and it's probably relatively similar in New Zealand. Uh, we're fat and we're broke. We're not watching what people are doing to us, you know? And you do, you go over there, and people are just, they're, they're just eating all sorts of shit. They've got massive drinks. I think we're a bit more aware of it here. There's healthier stuff here. But, like, we're, the, the key thing in here um, is that like, people don't think. No. And that should. We're an alert, man. Yeah. And there's um, Out- Outwitting the Devil was one of the books that I said, these are the two books you need to read in 2023. Because the key point in that book is that people don't think. Yeah. And this was a video six years ago telling people, you're not fucking thinking. Yeah. You know, you're just swiping and you're just sleepwalking. Yeah, sleepwalking through life, eh? Yeah. And for some reason, you know, we just, we let people do it, especially in New Zealand, you know, we know that people aren't going to be set up well for retirement. Like, ah, oh, let's do KiwiSaver. Ah, we'll make it voluntary. Ah, we'll make it 3%. You know, you go to Australia, fuck, we're going to make that compulsory. We're going to make it 12%. You know, mm. they're a completely different way of looking at a mm. problem and going, okay, we're going, to, we're going to force it as such. So you've got to, at some stage, you've got to figure out, okay, what are these things that I'm doing that could be stupid? What could I be doing better to, to prepare yourself better for the outcomes that you want in your life financially? Yeah, man. Shit, that was a fiery one, eh? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> right, uh, should we get to, uh, there's another rant from here from Dave Ramsey from nine years ago, Change Your Life, and he really looks like he's yelling at the screen. I might play the start of this one and see what... Uh, <laughs> I you understand something. The way you win with money is you begin to control your behaviors. It's the only variable you can control. Oh, <laughs> that is good. You have to change the person in your mirror. Oh, you got to have that moment, like my friend Les Brown, the great motivator, says, where you finally say, I've had it. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's a good. I've seen that uh, motivational video from Shit, man. Brown too. He, he's he's been doing this for a long time, eh? Yeah, that's nearly a decade old. How many views has that got? Oh, is it his video? Or is it a pre? It's a cut nah, one. I think it's like uh, I'd had five hundred and thirty-six thousand. That other one before, oh damn it, um, might have had. I'm getting served up all these roulette videos from Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm um, Scott. Yeah, boy. Uh, <laughs> four, four hundred and ninety-two thousand. But yeah. yeah. The, the video is called Think America, Dave Ramsey Rant. It, mm. it is a goodie. And it, we like, should all think. Think, yeah. Yeah, think, eh? Just think. Yeah. We don't do it. Nah. Yeah. And, and we're increasingly being encouraged, like, not to as mm, well. I think that's true, the thing. True, true. Like, everything is designed to stop you from thinking. Yeah. So you've got to sort of fight back for yourself in that regard. Yeah. And I just think it's such a good reminder that... Time can go by and we can think that things are going to, you know, we're going to change our habits and stuff. But, you know, six years later, we went through a whole buy now, pay later cycle. We're now, I think, 12% of people are overdue. Fuck, that's insane, eh? Sad. It yeah. is, man. Shit, that's crazy numbers. Yeah. yeah. Righto, let's get out of here, mate. All right. Five-star review before we go. Shout out to Dave Ramsey. The Hope, GOAT. Yeah, hopefully uh, people enjoyed the title to this one. <laughs> you don't have it anymore. Uh, is this hard?
This is hard, isn't it? And when you give your income away, you have given up your economic future. All for crap. For a stinking flat screen. For sign- And listen, let me just tell you, here's the deal. You know, of the number of people who start college, how many graduate? 52%. That's an investment in my future. Said the other 48% that are sitting at home with no freaking degree, but by God, they got the student loan debt. And you know how you